Hello, and welcome to The Context. My name is Scott Pruitt, and I'm an anchor with News China. With our podcast, we aim to provide insight into the current trends of modern China, allowing you to clearly see what's happening today through a historical lens. Today we're going to introduce Ma Zhu, the most influential goddess of the sea in China, who is at the heart of a host of beliefs and customs throughout the country's coastal areas, as well as countless Chinese communities around the world. Just last week, Typhoon Hinnomnor lashed the east coast of China, closing major seaports and sending thousands of fishing vessels scurrying for shelter as it made its way north, eventually making first landfall in South Korea. Coastal residents in Busan were hard-pressed to combat the forces of nature, necessitating the evacuation of several thousand in vulnerable areas. As heavy rainfall combined with the storm surge and an ill-timed high tide, over 60,000 residents lost power, but at least 10 people lost their lives. It's tragic, certainly, but as one survivor explained, these people understand the risks of living on the sea. The tempestuous nature of the sea is a thing of legend, not only of legend, but of gods. Just mention God of the Sea to a Westerner, and you'll conjure up images of Poseidon, reputed to be one of the most bad-tempered, moody, and greedy of the Olympian gods. By contrast, the Chinese goddess of the sea is Mazu, a kind and compassionate lady watching over sailors, fishermen, and travelers. And yes, I said lady, for Mazu did not begin life as a deity to worship. According to legend, Mazu was the daughter of Lin Yuan, the superintendent of southeast China's Fujian province in the early Northern Song Dynasty, around the year 960. She was originally named Mo Niang, meaning silent girl, because she didn't cry or shed a single tear at birth. In some versions of her legend, it was Bodhisattva Guanyin who sent her to her parents. But other versions go one step further, claiming that Monyang was the reincarnation of Bodhisattva Guanyin. In her teens, Monyang was a quiet and studious girl who devoted herself to religious studies, chanting sutras and burning incense. By age 11, she had mastered the study of Confucius and the primary Buddhist sutras. At the age of 13, she was visited by a Taoist master who recognized the divinity within her. He gave her an advanced level book to further her training, which she soon mastered. Monyang, it is said, was blessed with a number of amazing gifts. People say she could accurately predict the weather. She would fall into a deep trance and see visions. And sounding very much like other religions, it is said she could exercise demons, heal the sick, and bring rain to prevent drought. Here's how her reputation as the patron goddess of fishermen got started. 
There was one fishing season when the fishermen were about to go out to sea. Moanyang predicted a storm, not unlike the typhoon we just had. She tried hard to prevent people from launching their boats, but her father, in his position as the provincial superintendent, decided to allow the fishermen to head out anyway. As a last resort, Moanyang told the fishermen that if there was a sudden change in the weather, they should look for the fire to find their way safely back to shore. Of course, the fishermen were skeptical, but it didn't take long for them to find themselves in the midst of a violent storm. Terrified by the frightful billows and towering waves, their cries for help were heard by Moanyang, who lit her own house on fire to light the way home. With Moanyang's help, the fishermen survived, and from then on, her supernatural powers were known to all, according to the story. Another time, it was her father and brother who were out fishing. Suddenly, dark and ominous clouds blocked the sun and fierce winds began to blow. Meanwhile, back on shore, Moanyang was weaving at her loom. She suddenly closed her eyes and fell into a deep trance. She grabbed the shuttle with one hand and supported the shovel with the other, while stepping firmly on the shaft with both feet. Her mother became frightened and shook her awake. With a bang, the shuttle fell to the ground. Moanyang opened her eyes and cried out, Father was saved, but brother fell into the sea and died. Her mother was shocked and sent someone to check out the situation. It turned out that it was exactly as Moanyang had said. Mazu worshippers explain it this way. In her pure spiritual form, Moanyang had projected herself onto her father and brother's boats. She was holding her brother's boat and stepping onto her father's when the shuttle fell to the ground. At that moment, the brother's boat capsized and was engulfed by the storm. Her father's boat was about to overturn, but it was as if someone was secretly helping stabilize the rudder so that he was able to escape unharmed. There are several legends about Moanyang's death and how she turned into a goddess. One popular version goes that she sacrificed herself at the age of 28 while trying to rescue the survivors of a shipwreck. After that, she achieved divinity and continued to rescue fishermen in distress at sea. To commemorate the virtuous young lady, local fishermen built a temple in her hometown, Meijo Island in Putian of Fujian province. They worshipped her as a goddess representing mercy, kindness, and compassion. To the common people, she became known as Mazu, literally, Ancestral Mother, while emperors honored her as the Celestial Princess. Recognition of Mazu by the imperial court started from the Song Dynasty in the 12th century. Emperor Huizong gifted a plaque to the Mazu Temple after hearing an official report testifying to Mazu's rescue of his envoy to Korea. The honored designation of Celestial Princess came from Ming Emperor Yongle, the third emperor of the Ming Dynasty who reigned from the year 1403 to 1424. In 1405, he ordered Admiral Zheng He to launch a voyage beyond the South China Sea, advancing outward to the Western Oceans to facilitate peaceful diplomatic and trade relationships with foreign countries. The voyage featured over 300 vessels, including a number of so-called treasure ships over 400 feet long, which were accompanied by a legion of supply ships, water tankers, warships with cannons, and multi-oared patrol boats. 
the total personnel on the fleet numbered over 20,000. During the return trip of the Armada's maiden voyage, they encountered one of the most feared pirates on the South China Sea. Chen Zui had dominated the Malacca Strait and posed a formidable threat to trade routes throughout the region. And here's the part where Ma Zhu ties in. One night, it is said, when Zheng He was asleep in his cabin, a red lantern floated to his bedside and turned into a lady in a red robe. Zheng He was taken aback and immediately realized it was the revelation of Ma Zhu. Immediately, he got up from his bed, knelt down, and bowed to the goddess. The goddess knew that Zheng He had been loyal and righteous all his life and explained in detail the way to fend off the pirate Chen Zui. With Ma Zhu's guidance, Zheng He's fleet destroyed the pirates' lair and defeated them in Palembang, Indonesia. Chen Zui was captured, escorted to the Chinese capital, which was the city of Nanjing back then, where he was executed. This military operation cleared the passage from the South China Sea to the Indian Ocean. Between 1405 and 1433, Zheng He led a total of seven such voyages and explored the vast regions of the South China Sea and Indian Ocean, from Southeast Asia to the Persian Gulf and East Africa. Zheng He also repeatedly appeared before Emperor Yongle, attributing the glorious victories to the revelation of the Celestial Princess. In response, Emperor Yongle ordered the construction of Mazu temples in several places, and he himself is credited for writing the text for the inscription on the Mazu temple in Nanjing. Even though her myth originated in Fujian province, Mazu's tale quickly spread throughout China and the Chinese-speaking world. In the Yuan Dynasty, along with the speedy development of maritime trade, people in northern provinces also began to worship Mazu to ensure safe sailing. After the Ming and Qing dynasties, private navigational trade led to the spread of Mazu worship to Southeast Asian countries. Mazu thus became the goddess of protection for Chinese people all over the world, and it may come as a shock to you but to this day, there are tens of thousands of Mazu temples and more than 300 million followers in 47 countries and regions around the world. Now to put that figure into perspective, 300 million is more than half the number of Buddhists worldwide and it's 20 times the number of all Jews in the world. In 2009, UNESCO finally got on board and added Mazu belief and culture to its representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. The 23rd day of the lunar month is said to be the birthday of Mazu. On that day, instead of going out to sea, fishermen go to the Mazu temple or shoreline to worship the goddess with great piety. They offer tributes of various kinds, piling them atop tables, and it's all accompanied by the sound of firecrackers, running dragons, and lion dances. It's safe to assume that, as Typhoon Hinnomnor was gaining strength off China's eastern seaboard last week, quite a number of fishermen were paying tribute to Mazu because, in their hearts, they knew the Celestial Princess was doing her part to protect the lives of those who make their living on the sea. Well, that's the end of our podcast. 
Our theme music is by the famous film score composer Rock Chun. We want to thank our writer, Liu Wei Tao, translator Yang Guang, and copy editor Pu Ren. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please tell a friend so they too can understand the context. <laughs>